And welcome to episode two of Fourth Down and Dirty with your hosts, Ryan, Brian, and Andrew. Thank you for joining us today. Boys, how's it going? Not bad. This is the last one that we're contractually obligated to to, <laughs> to record, but I, I think we're going to be around. I think we're having a pretty good time. Yeah, yeah, it is good stuff. Um, nothing better than sitting around and cracking a few beers and yeah. talking about stuff we love. So. Usually locally produced beers. Yeah, they are. I'm the center today. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, so if, uh, you joined us last week, we alluded to the, um, fact that today we were going to go over overvalued players. So, uh, what does that mean? Uh, guys that based on their ADP, we don't want, right gentlemen? Um, absolutely. It's true. I actually have not been able, I, I, I had so much fun with that mock draft. I have not been able to close the window. I just like staring <laughs> at that team. Uh, that I'll never have in real life. Uh, God, that yeah. was a pretty wild draft. Yeah, with all the uh, the other teams going like zero running backs, but still, but still good rosters. Like decent though, yeah. Um, I think what was made. It, I mean, as I've continued to stare at that team, I've also you know some of the news that's kind of come down the. There's not much in July, obviously. No one's really doing anything. Uh, but I was pretty happy to see that you know my James Robinson is continuing to hear nothing but good things, uh, despite what most people in like the biz would would like to like yeah to see i mean yeah, yeah. They, they don't want him to succeed at this point right uh, yeah you got to double down on that hot take you took that etienne was taking his job yeah so that, that was kind of cool but actually more important than that because I, I already i already know i'm right with that one mm-hmm. I already, it's, it's fine oh, yeah. uh, i was I'm, I'm very happy to hear that uh that Michael hardman apparently is doing some pretty nice things in i guess is this just off-season conditioning. It's not even OTAs or mini camps yet, right? Not yet. No, uh, yeah, first yeah. mini camp is July twenty-second. Yeah, apparently he's running away with the number two uh, receiver, and I don't know what that's going to mean. Who else do they have? Because Kelsey is one and two, and then like you have Tyreek Hill is like you know doesn't not not spend a lot of volume, but makes so many plays. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of excited. I think that I mean he's kind of a, a Tyreek Hill clone. I don't know if that fits for like your two outside receivers, but. Just good to hear that he's doing things because I'm I'm pretty excited about him. A clone without the production, absolutely. And I, and I almost feel like if we're you know kind of talking about over overs today, um, I think that conversation ties perfectly into someone that I think we kind of touched on last week, um, and that's Clyde Edwards Hilaire, where you got a Kansas City offense that's explosive. They move the ball, they do all kinds of things, but they really don't rely on the running back. Um, and it's like they just continue to produce wide receiver talent. Um, Guys get the rock that way, and yeah, Clyde he might be like the number one guy, but yeah. is his production is it really worthy of RB fifteen? It's it's not going to be somebody I expect to see on a lot of my teams. I mean, I, he wasn't last year. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little silly to have a kind of a little guy go in the first round as a rookie. Uh, I know I, I get it's the Chiefs. You know, it, it makes perfect sense that you want a piece of that, and for, for, in like dynasties, you're not getting a piece anywhere else. So. Yeah, I think I'd be more excited if it was somebody like Austin Eckler or somebody in the offense um, who's just known for kind of double duting like that and, and getting carries and catches. Um, I just don't think that's part of the game plan for him that much in Kansas City. I'm going to be okay if I'm wrong. Yeah. Like if, it, if he has that season, good job. I mean, it's, it's better for all that we have one more running back that we can. Yep. No, can no get. doubt. No doubt. And um, no, it is interesting, though, like looking at his ADP compared to other running backs in that area and like. You know, do you take him over a DeAndre Swift or uh, a J.K. Dobbins? My boy. I don't know. I don't know if you do. 
Um, probably good to say that you know, when we talk about ADP, at this point, we're really going off of uh, our, like the consensus rankings from Fantasy Pros. We, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we all yeah. we all pretty much subscribe to that site. It's the best place to get eighty to one hundred you know experts. Uh, you don't always agree with one person, but I mean, when eighty five to one hundred people say that's just kind of what they're seeing, that you know, it, it kind of has a little bit more weight. And even then, you just buck the trend because, hey, <laughs> eighty-five people might say it's this, your dude. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. My tears don't mimic theirs, yeah. but that's kind of what we're here about. Yeah. That's what right. we're here to do. Absolutely, because uh, I think I will be speaking a little bit of uh, heresy here today. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, since uh, I'm sure you have some passionate thoughts here, uh, Brian, what do you want? Uh, who do you lead off with here? Oh man, so who is your overrated player? So and, I mean, I have the I have the guy I want to talk the, probably the most about, but I think the one that really is going to get the most, uh, I guess the the blood flowing amongst the three of us is I'm, I, I don't think I'm ever going to own Terry McLaurin, and, and it doesn't seem right because he's done nothing but be really good at football. He's a talent. Yeah, he I mean he had the draft capital, not not a first rounder, but you know came in. Uh, and immediately, like, I mean, I know that if you fell asleep on, like in, in your redraft two years ago, or dynasty, like if you did not like spend your, your fab, mm-hmm. you're, you were upset about it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm just seeing way too much at even the same position right behind him that I know I'll never own him. Uh, guys like Michael Thomas say what you want about the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. I think Jameis is going to be the guy. And I think Jameis is good for receivers. See every year in Tampa Bay. I agree. Yeah. Um, yep. Allen Robinson, you guys know how I feel about him. I mean, he's he's Michael Thomas without ever having a good quarterback. Uh, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, Keenan Allen, all these guys are going after Terry McLaurin, and that just doesn't that doesn't sit well with me. And it's it's something to that point too. With I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to like jump in there in Washington, and yeah, love him too. I mean, he love him, but it's also I mean, he wasn't there last year, right? So. Now, like a whole new system, you know, new quarterback, you got to you know kind of get that connection going. Um, and to your point, the guys behind him, they're, they're all like they've, they've been with their quarterbacks. Well, if, if I play with 10 other players that are just like me and they leave Terry McLaurin for me after those guys, I'm going to be so excited to plug him in my two. Yeah. I, I mean, I love the player. I just, I cannot. He's not, I a, he's not my one. Counter to the quarterback point, though, Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins, Hinky, Hinky. So, I will take Ryan Fitzpatrick over all three of them last year. Totally. Any day of the week. With those quarterbacks, Terry McLaurin was 87 receptions on 134 targets. Uh, I think that's more efficient than Tyler Lockett. 1,100 yards, more than a Lockett. The only thing was his touchdowns. were He only had four touchdowns, so that's where he ends up at like 21 and half point PPR. Mm-hmm. So if you have a Ryan Fitzpatrick rather than Alex Smith who can't throw uh, throw the ball anymore, really, he's hurrying in the pocket because, I mean, he just got his leg snapped in half. It's reasonable. I get it. And Dwayne ha- Haskins throwing to you. I just I think the guy's going to get like, you know, six to eight touchdowns probably this season. Uh, he's going to get more targets if not uh, – a similar amount, and we see how efficient he is. So I just think, like, overrated? I don't think so. Well, I think he's right in line where he needs to be. So you you, you speak to, to Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then hands down, obviously better than what um, McLaurin's had throwing him the football, but the guys I just listed, I mean, say what you want about 30 interceptions, but if Jameis Winston wins the job, he's basically 
Ryan Fitzpatrick on steroids. He's gonna he's gonna take the same chances that Ryan Fitzpatrick will, and but he'll he'll take them deeper down the field. So Mike Thomas has Jameis Winston more, more than likely. A Rob, we we don't know. Is it Andy Dalton? Is it um, is it Justin Fields? I'm not sure. But either one of those are better than what you know Mitchell Trubisky or Nick Foles. So he's getting yeah, an upgraded quarterback. Yeah, um, totally. Amari Cooper has Dak Prescott. The the difference that like with Thomas, that's not even a debate. Like I think Thomas is going to be more productive because the Saints defense is going to be bad. They're going to throw the ball a lot. Jameis is going to have turnovers. They're going to be playing from behind a lot. You would think. It's going to be shootouts every game. So Thomas is going to have a ton of production, and I, I'm not arguing there. I mean, even mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, I think yeah, yeah, he, t- he's t- great. Tied to Herbie. Like, right. Yeah. 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 It's just like, what, it, if I'm coming to Amari Cooper or Terry McLaurin, I love Amari Cooper. I am the Cowboys fan here. But there are so <laughs> many targets there, and Terry McLaurin's playing with, who, Curtis Samuel this year? I mean, as his number two? I. Who cares? I, I think he's going to be the alpha. He's going to be productive. And he's going to blow away a lot of these uh, receivers that come up after him. I mean, what? It, would you take McLaurin or Chris Godwin? No, whenever Chris, he ha- no, Chris Godwin. Uh, yeah. When he has A.B. and Mike Evans? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that there's a good chance you know, that that production he, he also has TB and probably 600, pass, uh, 600 uh, passing plays this year. I mean... Yeah, it's just yeah. I, I don't. It's not that I don't like Terry McLaurin. It's not that I wouldn't be happy to have him on my team. But people smarter than me are going to be taking. We're going to have to take Mike Thomas, A. Rob, Cooper, Godwin, Keenan Allen. That's what it's going to have to take for Terry McLaurin to be on my team. Mm-hmm. I don't see that ever happening because somebody's going to like him. Like mm-hmm. you know, so, someone's going to like him more than me. I'll never own him. Uh, I have to be okay with that. No, no doubt. And yeah, you know, you do have like the Washington defense. If it is as good. As it was last year, you're keeping games closer. You're not having to air it out. So I do understand like having a little bit of reservations, but just on the uh, small sample size that we have, he's a beast, and I think he only gets better this year. He takes that next step up to superstardom. So we can we can uh, you know argue in our corners, and and we don't have to budge. Uh, but I will <laughs> happily take McLaurin over several wide receivers that are in that next tier. So, um, yeah. And, and I, yeah. I will happily at the end of the third round <laughs> and not the end of the second. True. Fair. I Fair. think I, I will probably pass on him up, up early like that and get, probably get like Amari Cooper, but I will happily take somebody else in that offense. He's also, later. he's also, he's not a specimen and, and I, I want specimens in my, in my wide receiver one and two slots. I know it doesn't always, you know, translate to points, but I just, I feel better knowing I have a first round, talent in that in one of those two slots but i mean we can talk about guys that we just don't like i mean i like Terry mclaurin uh, let's talk about somebody we just don't like <laughs> so, somebody we don't like i'm excited i uh I, I touched on him last week but you know what i'm gonna go bigger than the player and i'm gonna say i'm just gonna sell the bears running game period right now okay david montgomery like not gonna draft him i don't believe in him right now that's why i, I sold him i traded him away in dynasty thank you adokness again Amazing trade. You are my best friend. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm selling the whole Bears offense. <laughs> I love the yeah, yeah, that was yeah. not that was not a puzzle solve for Darkness. That no. Was, that was a puzzle solve for Ryan. Yes. Yep. Yep. Stay was, away from the Bears running, running offense. Yeah, just stay away. <laughs> um, and, and I say that, too, because, one, we don't really know what the offense is going to look like. If Andy Dalton's a quarterback, I think it's going to be a little bit, you know, kind of like 
Pedestrian. Yeah, pedestrian. That's a great, great way to what, put it. What evidence do we? What <laughs> evidence have we seen about an Andy Dalton let off be pedestrian? Uh, I don't want to relive last year. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was Ben DiNucci. But you know, I mean, to that point though, it's like so. Let's say Dalton starts maybe a couple games. He doesn't perform super well. The Bears maybe they're one and three at mm-hmm. that point, right? And then they say, "All right, let's bring in our prize possession in Justin Fields." The dude can throw. Like he was lighting up the scoreboard in, in Ohio State. Um, and he can run the ball too. So I think he's going to take some carries away. I don't think they're going to have to rely on David Montgomery to tote the rock 25 games or 25 times a game. There's no way he gets that kind of production the entire season like he did in the last like six weeks. Um, and you got guys like Damian Williams behind him, uh, Tariq Cohen. I don't believe in him either. Um, and then Khalil Herbert, I think is a great roster pickup um, for like super deep leagues, dynasty leagues. Um, but he's not someone I'm expecting to produce till like super late in the year, possibly. Yeah, I think I think I mean I like Herbert, but I think at their current values, I think Williams might be the guy that if I was going to have to yeah. just take a a flyer late, uh, you know, he's always looked good. If you need a handcuff, like, and he's on the board, then okay, maybe you think about that. Yeah, no, no doubt. I, I like I'm looking at uh, the uh, David Montgomery games and. I mean, if you are hoping that he repeats those last six weeks of the season, going over 18 points and half PPR in each of them, I yeah. just think you're silly. But hey, if he does, then he's like, he'll be RB1 this season. If he can keep up that production all year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, Derrick there, Henry, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> there are people that believe in him, which is, I mean, we nobody at this table does. We all yeah. saw the schedule. I mean, we were, I was still surprised at how good he was, even with that schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people that that like him, let them draft him. Definitely. And you know what? I just hope that he doesn't listen to our podcast and they don't post this as like locker room material (laughs) because I want Etienne to, uh, to do a pretty good job this year. And I, I was able to get him and I think another first for this trade. So, Oh yeah. Oh, in our dynasty league. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Right. Yeah. For dynasty, that was a home run. Even if you don't, even if you don't think Etienne's going to take that leap in year one. Yeah. Year two is going to be nice. What do do you got, Kamish? Who you hating on? Well, so I, I know I know he's going to have a great season, but if you are picking at one, two, three, unless you can work out some kind of uh, trade like what you were talking about last week, Brian, where you know during your fan your uh, redraft uh, fantasy draft, you're talking to people and maybe trading this guy for a couple of other targets later on in the draft, creating some value there. Yeah, you're, you're trading the rights to a pick. Even in right. redraft, that, that's, there's, there's a path to getting value out of that. I, I yeah. turned the number one overall pick into a swap of ones, a, a two, and a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that ended up like winning you the league because your depth was just outrageous. And fine, you can have CMC in that case. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is my. I'm probably not over. I'm not drafting this guy where his ADP says. Um, sure, he's been productive in the past. I mean, uh, he's had what two years in a row with over a hundred receptions. Not last year because he was injured. But your your biggest thing is. Uh, the quarterback change, the scheme change, everything changed last year, so we didn't get to see what was the uh, the potential of the system with him in it. Um, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I, I, oh, what? I was, I was getting, I was getting my thoughts in order. Uh, I did not realize you were coming with CMC. You're, you're telling us that CMC is 
it, it, is it is it overvalued? Yeah, I think you are a fool if you pick him above uh, Derrick Henry or Alvin Kamara this season. I think that uh, whenever it comes to uh, later in the season when um, Henry heats up, you're looking at little McCaffrey potentially being beaten up. I don't think he's going to get the targets that he did in previous years where, you know, he's getting 120 to 140 receiving targets. He's not going to be that guy, I don't think. Well, and But you're saying work the phones. Don't don't give away the value that the rest of the league may have in CMC. Just Because yeah. it does seem a little, I mean, I, I can make the, I have made the argument for, to taking Dalvin Cook 101, and I don't think I'd get a lot of heat for that pick. but Yeah, I to, think that's my to, lock. Yeah, to take Derrick Henry at 101 would be a contrarian sort of... I, mean, that's a, mm-hmm. I don't think that's a dumb move, though. No, it's the safe Oh, no, you know? I, I love the giant girl Yeti. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he, he's, good, he's good September through, like, November, too. But, yes, mm-hmm. you, you, will win, mm-hmm. you will win you a league if you can just get to yep. that point with something to play for. Yeah, like I, I just look at, you know, guys that you can draft that early and if so, so, so especially like if the guys in, in the next couple picks behind you are like three, four, five, if you don't know them, you you think that trading might be a little difficult with them, you gotta make a pass. I, I do think that you know, going for Camara or uh Henry makes more sense, so bump CMC to fourth or fifth. I you know, I, I think that there's uh, uh, not a lot of arguments for him getting over, you know, uh, 120 targets this season in the passing game. Especially, like, you look at the receivers he used to have on his team. Can you name any of them? Hmm? Curtis Samuel? Uh, yeah, he's not there. Yeah. Right. Um, Greg Olson? Which was a target yeah. hog for the most part in the past game. But, like, now you have Robbie Anderson... You have uh, the rookie Terrace Marshall. You have DJ Moore, who's going to get plenty of receptions. I just don't see it being the same offense that uh, people know CMC can play in. So, so, so I think that hurts them. I, I do think that there's going to be a, a an emphasis. Now, you, you could say one of two ways. We gave him one of the largest contracts we've ever seen for a running back. So we're going to get our money's worth. We're going to run this guy into the ground for as long as we can. But... That didn't pay off last year. They they didn't get their money's worth last right. year. So there's there's going to be that little bit of a, 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 a want to sort of pull back a little bit so that you at least get, if, if not the peak CMC, you get more of just good CMC. Mm-hmm. Which they, I mean, yeah. hard to argue. I mean, he wasn't available to him last year. He was great for four games, uh, and that was it. Yeah. I mean, you kind of like, see, with CMC, I kind of expect the same thing with Chubb where okay, we have a competent running back behind him. We don't want him to be dinged up later in the year. Let's, you know, kind of pace him, give him a snap count. And, Chubb, um, and Chubb's got 30 pounds on him. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I just, I don't like the, the, the size. I mean, there's a lot that I don't like about CMC personally. I've never really owned him, as, as foolish as that may sound. But I just like your more traditional Dalvin Cooks, uh, Derrick Henry's, um, Saquon Barkley, I'll take. I think over over CMC this year. I, I'm not going that far. I, uh, what, I don't know about that. I don't know that offense. I, I mean, Saquon I mean, Saquon yeah. is a specimen, but that that guy. I mean, it's, it's been. I mean, they're both coming off injuries, and one's on his rookie deal, and one yeah. just got like a massive uh, payday, though. So one of them's a giant. That's, yeah, that's, that's that's usually enough for me to, to <laughs> enough to for move, me to stay to away. Move on, yeah. But Saquon in the past, like your. Uh, the amount of targets that he gets in the passing game, 
makes him a uh, difference maker compared to players like eh, Zeke in the past two years, maybe, where I think he's only getting about 50 receptions to him. Um, I mean, Saquon, Saquon Barkley started off with 91 receptions in his rookie year, which is nuts. Then he drops down to 52. So, uh, of course, last year he got injured and um, part of a horrible offense. But I guess this is not about Barkley. Nobody, uh, Nobody's going to pick Barkley ahead of Cook, Henry, or Kamara. So let's just say f- somehow Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley are available at five. Are you going to let CMC go beyond five no i'm taking cmc and i'm trading him for something that's dumb <laughs> that is really dumb like yeah there's no would would i would i feel more comfortable in uh a, a season to have barkley over cmc yeah because i like barkley's frame and i don't think he's injury prone you know uh but yeah, it's just overall like a lot of CMC hate and just expecting him to not have those years where, uh, you know, he he produced so heavily in the past, giving him this reputation that he's worth the one or two. Heard it here first, guys. Fourth down and dirty. Don't draft Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's my take. <laughs> if he ends up on the cover of Madden sometime again, then yeah. And we'll know why. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you for making that stance. That, that's really yeah. hard. I mean, because some of these are, I mean, like I'm, I think my next one's going to be kind of a softball. I think we'll find out in a little bit, but like that's, I thought I was being really contrarian throwing out Terry McLaurin. And then you threw out the number one Oh one and, and found four guys to take ahead of him, which is that, that's, that's ballsy. Mm-hmm. Um, but this next one, I don't think it's that ballsy. I cannot believe I thought it was a joke. Uh, my next person is, uh, is Dallas Goddard going at ADP of 78 and rising. He was 80 last week. He's actually going, up and guys, am I missing something? I'm seeing a tight end seven with production that you can get from a dart throw. Uh, no, the waiver wire. I mean, he's going to be tight end one in the offense, I believe. But in but that, that, that's not even for sure. Like yet. maybe Zachary right. still is still employed by the Eagles, though. He is. Yeah, he's just he's getting up there. Okay. I mean, he he's getting up there and he's not Travis Kelsey. So so here's what I'm this 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 is why Dallas Goddard is most interesting to me out of all the ones I saw because his ADP I think is ridiculously too high at 78 <laughs> uh the expert consensus though um again this is this is fantasy pro so this 85 to 100 experts uh only has it 19 uh spots lower and i that still sounds really i mean even dallas goddard in like the eighth round does not does not feel good to me i'm thinking about so just going back to the 78 mm-hmm. round he's pick, being picked right ahead of robbie anderson jerry judy javante williams i mean you can't you're going to be yeah. excited about Dallas Goddard or Javante Williams in the, in like the sixth round. Uh, Will Fuller, I know he's suspended. I don't care. He's healthy. It's it's going to be a good thing. Um, and then and obviously I, I I I highlight James Robinson because I you know I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Uh, but then even on the tight ends like Fant and Tunyon are going around later. I don't love those guys either. I wouldn't want to spend an eighth round pick on those guys. Mm-hmm. But they're still available when Dallas Goddard's going off the board. And then you got Logan Thomas, Irv Smith. Hell, Johnu Gronk, Hunter Henry. I'd, I'd sit there for Gronk if that's the case. Like, I'm not yeah. taking Dallas Goddard with no. anything close to a single-digit pick, yeah. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and the Johnu Gronks, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, say what you want about the drops. Like, those guys are available for your a dart throw at the end of the draft, and I think they're yeah. equally as valuable as a tight end seven, unless I'm, I'm absolutely missing something with this. And the yeah. rise of Blake Jarwin 
could, could oh, happen yeah. this year. So, <laughs> All right. So I, I didn't, I didn't, I, Blake Jarwin was not an omission by accident. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I have so much hope. Ugh. But that, that, I'm not being wrong. I mean, no, I don't think you're wrong. I, I can't, I can't think of a reason why you would, you know, be like Dallas Goddard's my guy. Like, okay, the Eagles quarterback. How do we like that scenario? I don't. Like, like at pick seventy eight, you're picking somebody that's going to play for you every. I mean, every week, right? There's really, yeah. I mean, yeah. unless you went running back, running back, running back. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> unless that's just how the draft fell to you. Pick seventy eight's in your lineup every week. And does Dallas Goddard feel any better than Evan Ingram? I don't see it. No. Uh, maybe. Maybe? To an Eagles fan? And I don't like Evan Ingram <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah uh, right. Like, you're the you're the major hater. And yeah. Major, major hater. I understand. I you mean, had to deal with him. Dude just burned me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts is going to throw for, what, like 3,000 yards this year? I mean, I'm not saying he's not have a good season, especially fantasy-wise, but, like, that's not going to be a high-powered, high-volume offense uh, it's through not. the air. And and he's, he's not going to be looking for uh, a safety net and a tight end. He's going to run. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I don't see. I don't see where Dallas Goddard can ever return that value. You'll have busted plays for Devonta Smith and Regor to. You hope. Re- yeah. Right. You'd hope. Like, but yeah. that's that's kind of what you get with that kind of quarterback. You know, you're yeah. you're hoping that your playmaking uh, creates open receivers. Yeah. So the, the guy twelve yards down the field throws his hand up and starts running a banana, and mm-hmm. then he throws it over top, and that's 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 the passing with a guy like Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And this is something that's interesting to me, and I guess like. Going into my next over, uh, I'm going to stick in the same offense, and that is ADP number 95, Jalen Hurts right now um, at QB nine. I just don't see Crazy. it. Well, I, he has to rely. He's got to basically pull out like well, he has to not lose a job. Lamar Jackson light numbers, like rushing and throwing, to like maintain a top ten QB position um, because they have him ahead of Brady, Tannehill, Stafford, Burrow, Ryan, and Lawrence. Cousins and Mayfield. So, so, so to that end, so I'm, I'm obviously Jalen Hurts. Won't, I will not own a single share. I just, it's just not a, it's just not a player that I'm going to invest in. Uh, mainly because I, I don't think he can stay healthy because he's going to run around crazy. I've seen little guys get blown up. I, I don't want a quarterback that you don't think of as a thrower. And uh, you know, he was, he did some wonderful things at Oklahoma. Did some wonderful things at Alabama. This is neither of those two places. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just it's not something. Now I will say in a four point passing touchdown league, I, I do see some utility there and having a guy that might run for eight hundred to a thousand yards, and that I think that's within the realm of possible if he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess to give you some yeah. perspective, that's uh, a, a, a traditional drop back passer. That's an extra fifteen touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns. Well, so I mean, I, I can see in, in in that format where there's an op- there's an opportunity, but. Man, I'm hedging my bet. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it either. I, I want to get some. I want to get a tall tree yep. that can just sit back there and and just throw and just throw bullets. I mean, not with the Eagles' O line though. I mean, that, no. that's yeah. another thing. Their O line's trash. Um, what their their receiver core is going to be better than last year. Last year was abysmal. It can't get worse. No. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, bad. Well, Travis Fulgham. Oh, yeah. no, he, even he <laughs> fell off. Like they had. Yeah, yeah he had a week or two. Um, and, yeah, it's just there, there isn't enough there for me to to have a lot of confidence in that offense at all. There, there's not enough pieces, uh, so just stay away from the Eagles, I say, because I don't even think volume is going to help you. I think in most of, I don't want to say, well, maybe half of the NFC stay away. Yeah, that's fair, unless it's Barkley. Yeah. And what, Galladay maybe? 
for those two teams that you just don't want to touch at all? Like you go Kenny Galladay and you go Saquon Barkley and then you call it, right? Call it, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting Slayton. I'm not, yeah. No. No. No, not at all. So. Yeah. I, that was. I, I don't have a lot of arguing there. I, I just, I mean, he's not my type of quarterback. I, I just, yeah. I can't, I, I can't trust a quarterback that you, you don't, you don't just know that like he's going to. Well, a, he's going to keep the job, and I mean, I know it seems like it's, that might be elementary because Carson Wentz is gone, but I'm not. I'm not that convinced. He was, I mean, he was a second round pick, but like no one quite knew if that was quarterback or or wide receiver. I mean, it, I, I guess turned out it was quarterback, but I mean, it's not like when they plugged him in, everyone was like, "Oh, good, a quarterback." You know? Yeah. But, and the Eagles are going to draft in a place where they can draft a, uh, a rookie quarterback this next season. <laughs> so remember that uh, if if Hertz doesn't kill it, then he's probably out. Or, you know, uh, a competitor for the starting position in training camp in yeah, the next season. He'll have a shadow. Yeah. Uh, all right, it's time to hear. It's time, it's time to have Andrew tell us why he doesn't like Dalvin Cook. No. No. <laughs> Just no, start, not at all. <laughs> Just they can't be undervalued if they're that high. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> um, that that is true. But uh, no, uh, my I guess my next one would be uh, Najee Harris, uh, running back fourteen. I understand the hype. I don't see anything wrong with that number. I understand the hype. However, uh, whenever you look at a uh, James Conner offense, when he was running his most efficiently, he ran 215 times. He got 973 yards on four and a half yards per carry. That O-line is nowhere near the same. So excuse me for just seriously doubting that uh, Najee Harris is going to get uh, 1,200 yards on 260 attempts. I just do not see it whatsoever. Here, here, it's going to be brutal. Here's why I, I, I would have to disagree. And I'm, I'm looking at what comes after Najee Harris, and I, I see J.K. Dobbins. They seem kind of similar to me, and that they, you know, they're, I think they're both pretty impressive young backs. I say young, but like you know, Najee Harris is already 23, so it's not, it's not a baby. Uh, but after you get past J.K. Dobbins, the next running back that comes off the board is Chris Carson. Uh, I don't, I, it's not someone I want to hitch my wagon to. Even maybe, maybe in a flex, but I know that's not why he's being drafted. He just got a lot of money. Uh, there's I don't see a lot of running backs after Najee Harris that I get excited about in my running back one or running running back two slot. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why I, I don't think he's actually being overdrafted. Uh, I, it is kind of scary, but when I saw what Clyde Edwards-Helaire, you know, he snuck him in the first round last year. Mm-hmm. I would say Najee Harris is more prototype than than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He, he totally is, yeah. but you need the complementary team around you. You can't have uh, Big Ben, who cannot throw the deep ball like he has in the past. Teams are going to stack the box. That O-line is weak. I just don't see it being a creative enough offense to be able to get him the production he's going to need. Like, they're projecting him to have eight touchdowns. Maybe. Maybe you get to the end zone eight times with that roster, but it's... It's gonna be it's gonna be tough, and if Ben goes down, they're totally screwed. If they're with them, they're not gonna make the playoffs. I mean, it's they, I mean they won eleven. They opened the season with eleven wins with 11 last year. 0, I, I know, yeah. Everyone has the sour taste of that divisional round game because they I mean they were the game was over in like eight minutes. Uh, but that was kind of like a quicksand thing. I mean, anybody shout out to my boy Shane Falco, mm-hmm. uh, Washington <laughs> Sentinel quarterback. I mean, sometimes <laughs> things just go bad, and the more you struggle, the worse it gets. Yeah. I mean, who saw a snap go over? I mean, ben Roethlisberger's like what six six? He's giant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that ball went over Ben Roethlisberger standing on top of Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> right, and then, and then once that happens, I mean, everyone was just like, "This game's over." I, I don't. The offensive line was bad. 
Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. did not have anything left in the tank. Uh, but he did have surgery. I know it's uh, – he says he didn't have uh, Tommy John, but I, I think he probably had, like, Johnny Tom. I mean, it was basically <laughs> – I mean, in essence, they might have been repairing a different ligament, but in essence, he, you know, he was a, 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 a pitcher that lost his fastball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but those guys usually come back strong. I'm not saying it's going to last for – it's going to last a whole season. Uh, but I, I do think the Steelers are going to still be a good football team. I, I'm just – my thing is, like, so Harris compared to other running backs, sure. Okay. I I guess – Whenever it comes to a CEH or a DeAndre Swift or J.K. Dobbins, I can I understand that argument. However, there are so many players in that area that I would rather have over Najee Harris, and that's why I think it's bananas that he's going where he's going because I don't see the security there. Where A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, like you have this chunk of Darren Waller. I mean, yeah. give me those Allen Robinson too. I know he's your boy, so. You know, I, I, I just I don't see them hitting the consistency or production that Anaji Harris is going to whenever he is going to face stacked boxes. He is in the AFC North with some really good defenses. I mean, there's four games out of a season where is he going to get over 70 yards against the Browns and against the uh, the Ravens? I mean, it's it's a big ask. I think it's a real big ask for a rookie behind that O-line. Uh, I mean, they didn't have anyone... Uh, but Connor last year, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, I'm not saying Connor's great, but I just don't see the numbers being that uh, Con- big of a difference. Connor's one and zero against cancer, so I think you should just 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 pull it back a little bit. Okay, here. that's fair. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> he is a legend. So you, I keep hearing that you think they're going to stack the box. I don't. I don't see how you can do that. Like I, I know he didn't get as many. Uh, he didn't get many snaps. Like for some reason, I guess they said it was a rookie wall, but like there was really no evidence of that because once he came back on the field, he was still catching you know balls over top. But they they have Chase Claypool. He looked every bit of a wide receiver one they in have, the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. but I mean, I, I get they said it was more of a rookie thing. I mean, you're certainly playing you know 16, 17 games. Uh, Compared to ten to twelve uh, in college, so maybe that was part of it. But you, you know, he's not the only game in town. They've, I mean, Eric Ebron is a capable tight end. Juju Smith-Schuster, um, Deontay Johnson, for all the things I don't like about him, that's that's four quality pass catchers, and he's not sharing the ball with anybody in the backfield. Right. I think you yeah, start off, guy. you start off the year hot on with throwing the ball, as Ben did last year. I mean, Chase Claypool had some amazing games. Deontay Johnson, Juju, all them. But then as the year goes on, I mean, was Chase Claypool taken out because his, uh, you know, his routes were not part of the game plan anymore because Ben could not hit him later on in the season? That's always a potential. Well, when, when Ben actually went down, Mason Rudolph, for all of the jokes that come with Mason Rudolph, he actually was going back over top with Claypool. Now, he couldn't actually hit him, but he was taking those shots. Right. I, I don't know why Chase Claypool wasn't on the field more at the end of the year, but I, I can tell you with 100% certainty that will not happen this year. Provi- Barring injury, like yeah. everybody, yeah, you can't have a guy that looks like that that runs like that sit on the sidelines. And no, no doubt. Us. Yeah, I mean that's that's part of the whole you know I guess equation is like you got a deep threat, but like you have to hit him occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't hit him for four weeks in a row, then yeah, nobody's going to respect that. In, yeah, in essence, you don't think the Steelers are going to be good, and that's going to hurt the running game. No, because I look at it like last year the Cowboys had three awesome wide receivers that you would be happy with. The Steelers mm-hmm. have three wide receivers you'd be happy with. There. The Cowboys O-line started off with so much hope, <laughs> and and then it fell apart. Well, the Steelers are already starting off where they're falling apart. So, okay. And then the running backs are both talented there. 
Now, your quarterback situation after Dak goes down, you have someone who's a little, you know, uh, you have Andy Dalton, Ben DiNucci, stuff like that. I'm not ranking Ben Roethlisberger above Andy Dalton that highly. I mean, he is better, sure, but we've we've been seeing him fall off, and it's denial if you think that he's going to be the Ben of like three or four years ago at this point. No, the the tier the tiers in that in that AFC divisional round game. I mean, it it certainly looked like it was over. Mm -hmm. Um, But he must be coming back for something, and it must be because he still thinks this team is competitive. I actually tend I tend to agree. I, I can absolutely see the wheels just falling off of this team and. Uh, maybe Najee Harris returns none of the value. And I guess, what, I mean, what's he going, 20, 20, 28 or 20? Najee's what, 23? 23. I, I mean, he's your second rounder. It, I think what you got to do in this draft this year, I mean, looking at like kind of like the flow of the players, is you got to go running back heavy in the first two rounds. If you can get two of like the top, top running backs, then you're going to be in, in a great place. If you don't, then, I mean, if you're going to be drafting a running back in that kind of like what RB. 11 to 15 round, like range, then I think you go top wide receiver at that point. And then maybe grab somebody a little bit later on, um, like Robinson. Yeah. I mean, as we'll, we'll get into, I mean, I guess it'll be the next episode. We talk about the undervalues and like, there's certainly some running backs. I mean, it, everyone says like it's a wasteland after like the set of the top, like 12. And I, I just tend to disagree. There's, there, there, there's value down there a little bit lower, Yeah, but, there's but, you, have, but you have to have the discipline to go. I, I, there's going to be a hole in my running back slot for four or five rounds. Yep. I have to be okay with that. Recoup all the value you can with every wide receiver tight end that you, that, that, you know, that can return value and then just be, just be ready to pick up a good RB two in round six, seven, eight. Cause they're, they're there. I'm actually more excited about the guys in that range than I am in three, four, five. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be confident in your homework and you just take the guy that you have your eyes on when you know that you need to take him. And yeah. if that means you draft him a round higher than what his ADP says, you do it because that's your guy. Right. Yeah. No doubt. Okay. So my, my last one uh, before, I mean, that, I, that I'll throw out there, and I actually don't think this is that, I mean, he's not being drafted as anything more than uh, than a handcuff at this point, uh, except for when he's not. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking about Daryl Henderson. Uh, he had the second round capital. Um, and right, right now his ADP is sitting around 123, which sounds, you know, that, that's stupid low. That That's, that's, Top of the thirteenth round, mm-hmm. we're digging deep. Yeah, but the ex- <laughs> I mean, the experts, and I mean, I tend to agree with a lot of them. Uh, they've got thirty-one slot, the thirty-one more slots down the line. So basically, he's not a draftable player. That someone is mm-hmm. using one of those valuable picks at the end of the end of the draft. And I, I can only see it if you're the Cam Makers guy. But even then, there's there's other there's other handcuffs that might have some more standalone value. The only thing I mm-hmm. could say that to counter my Daryl Henderson being a bit of a reach, even at one twenty-three, is that. If you don't believe in Cam Akers, uh, you might have. Uh, I mean, hell, you might win your you might win your league with that pick. Yeah, and I guess it's hard to say don't do that when a guy does have that range of outcomes. But you know, I'm seeing guys like you know, we mentioned Miko Hardman at the top of the show. I mean, if it, if he wins a, if he wins a uh, a starting role with Kansas City, even if it is the third option in that offense. Uh, yeah, I want that more than a chance that Daryl Henderson maybe gets a handful of carries. Even guys like Nelson Aguilar, Henry Ruggs, guys I would not want to touch, honestly, uh, in that same range because I have somebody I might like a little bit better. I'd still rather have that than the potential for a handcuff. And you don't even know if he if, if he does – if Cam Akers, you know, blows a, blows a tire, does Daryl Henderson just take all the work? I, I think it's running back by committee at that point. Like, yeah. I'm sure he might get – I think he's the dominant one. Yeah. It was he more efficient than Akers last the majority, year. majority, which is 51%. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so he's going just before Naheem Hines and J.D. McKissick. Thoughts? I mean, is that – I think I'd rather have Naeem Hines. I mean, I would there, rather there, there, take some of these role. wide receivers in this range. I'm oh. not even going running back right in that, in that Is group. there anybody I'm not thinking of? I mean, I, I mentioned Aguilar, Ruggs, Michael Hardman. Is there people I, I mean, I'm going Gallup. I'm going Mike Williams. Oh, is that, oh no, yeah. My, does Mike yeah. Williams live there? Michael then Gallup. Absolutely. absolutely. So Mike, yeah. yeah. Oh, Gallup is fine. Mike, the, <laughs> the other Mike, Mike Williams. No, I mean, um, both of them. Both of them are great. Yeah. I mean, even John Brown, I mean, he's kind of always forgotten because he's, yeah. he's habitually – about to break out and usually he, it just doesn't happen uh but I mean, he's he's kind of the game in town uh in in, in las vegas mm-hmm. mckissick could be sneaky could um, be. i mean he's not going to catch as many balls either last no game. he's absolutely not and that was a major part of his production uh he was on third down like 97 percent of the time i think which was weird because you'd think gibson being a former wide receiver would be getting some catches but um the the thing with uh, McKissick is pending on Antonio Gibson's injury uh, because last year he had an issue with turf toe and he has not had any kind of off-season procedure. So you got to hope as the Antonio Gibson guy that your dude's healthy and he's going to stay healthy because turf toe is a funny thing and it recurs um, until you get that operation. Yeah. So J.D. McKissick is a high-value uh um, handcuffed to me, and I think I don't know him or him or Daryl Henderson. I mean, I think it's safer uh, at, from a handcuff to predict that Antonio Gibson might have to miss time over Cam Akers. Yeah, I mean they, they I mean, both they both actually did in their rookie seasons. Um, I just think McKissick's role is fairly well defined. If they don't have an Antonio Gibson, McKissick is going to catch eighty balls like he did last year, right? Because that's yeah. what the offense is going to be. If Cam Akers, uh, again, again, blows a tire and has to miss time, I mean, I, I don't think the Malcolm Brown is still with them, but they're, they're going to find somebody to split the rock with. They're, I mean, Daryl Henderson had a chance to take this job, and then they drafted Cam Akers over top of him. Right. Uh, 123 is not much. If you, if you want to fight me and said that at 123, I'm not, I'm not risking much, and I have the opportunity to possibly have the, 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 head, uh, the lead back in a Sean McVay offense, yeah, I, I, I guess I don't feel that strongly to, to, to talk you off of that position but i just again you mentioned the receivers that's kind of where i want to go man yeah. mike williams i totally i totally mm-hmm. let that one uh go over my head i mean he's he's better than everything he's i just stunned. named he's yeah. a good guy yeah and that, that's most i mean i, I did I, 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 I had a little Cortland sutton action but i feel like it's i don't know he i think if, if he's your guy i can understand that he's coming off an injury but beyond that like i said i i really the, the terry the terry mclaurin's the dallas goddard's the uh the daryl henderson's they just they don't, they don't they don't leave a lot of upside in my head I, and that's not where I'm going especially in the later rounds mm-hmm. I want yeah. security in, in in the in the higher rounds I want alphas and then the lower rounds I want to take some shots at the guys that might you know that might either net me something I need in the future or just somebody that blows up for my team mm-hmm. definitely no doubt which of the Arizona uh, Cardinal running backs are the most overrated oh, man do we have another they, hour? they're they're sitting here <laughs> James Connor and Chase Edmonds are like within five of each other in ADP which one is the one that you should stay away from, in your opinion? Because for me, it's Chase Edmonds. I'm like, I, I will whoever, take Connor, whoever the higher one is. Yeah, honestly, I'll, I mean, I'll take you know Benjamin with my last pick of the draft, and I'll just you know, Ooh. yeah. I mean, we're. I mean, I don't want any one of them on my team, but I'll be the most comfortable cutting mm-hmm. the last pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, Benjamin. Uh, we mentioned a little bit about Rondell Moore uh, last time. I, I think it, it's not going to surprise me if he is the extension of the running game because James Connor, again, beat cancer. Love the guy. I mean, was an absolute animal for a couple years though but you know he, he leaves more games than dalvin cook 
doesn't get easier as you get older. And Chase Edmonds, I mean, there's a reason why people keep getting brought in on, you know, on top of mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, so yeah, put me down for Rondell Moore as the best running back. For oh, the, wow. For the Arizona right. Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would sell Chase Edmonds is higher. He, he's got the higher ADP at 61 versus Connor at 83. It looks like so. Technically. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's I a mean, big difference. It's a big difference, but wow. I mean, I, I, I no, I'm not going to take Chase in the 60s. Yeah, technically yeah. he's listed as a value based on what the experts are saying. And I, I mean, are you going to feel like you stole something when you draft Chase Edmonds? You're, you're like hoping that yeah. he goes and gets like over 60 receptions or something. I'm guessing, right? I mean, he he is more the receiving back uh, in that duo. Um, but you just look at his production last year, and he wasn't doing a lot with his carries. And that could just be the scheme or, or what, but he, he is my, uh, just stay away from it. There are better, there are so many better players in that area around him. I mean, who's, who's going around Chase Edmonds? I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some studs. He's, if he's like in the top 60, 70, there's gonna be some animals right around there, but an even cloudier, but more talented backfield is Denver. And and I would take right. Javante Williams over Chase yeah. Edmonds. I'd still rather have Melvin Gordon too. Yep. I mean, not over Javante Williams. I mean, but, yeah, over, but, but over right. Chase Edmonds, I I can imagine Melvin Gordon getting me ten for eighty. Mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert, I I think I'd rather have the Forty ers uh, over yeah, you, over Chase Edmonds yeah, at this but, point. But to draft Mostert means you have to you have to invest a pick in somebody else in that yeah, offense. You've also got to take well, luckily Trey guys. Sermon is being drafted yeah. much further down, so you know that's yeah. not bad. I do think relative to years past when there were seven running backs in, in San Francisco, I think if you did take Mostert because you believe in the talent and the talent was there, it's on display. I mean, how many times do you have to hear that he had the two fastest runs uh, in the NFL last year? But you can get Trey Sermon with him, and I think that's a pick. Kind of like if you if you take Dalvin Cook, you really need to make sure you lock up Alexander Madison just in case. Well, with Mostert, it's not even just in case. It's going to happen. He's mm. going to leave a game, and he's not going to come back. Or it could just be that like he fumbles, and then Shanahan says, you know, I'm going to ride with the next guy for three games. Yep. That's, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's tough to to pick which, uh, I mean, Jeff Wilson, like, won people championships last year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's a tough team to pick from, but... I mean, yeah, Chase Edmonds, get Javante Williams, get Odell Beckham, James Robinson. James Robinson, for sure. Cortland Sutton. I mean, hey, get your quarterback, Russell Wilson. He's, he'll be there. Well, I mean, <laughs> Javante Williams and James Robinson are just a few picks behind, and if you mm-hmm. if you don't walk out of the first seven rounds with a running back, you can do a lot worse than those two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I, would, I wouldn't want to be my only two, but... If if it's the picks didn't line up your way, those are two guys that I'd, I'd be looking at. But that's that's kind of foreshadowing. I don't want to get too deep in the woods with those guys. I just understand. Yet. I'm sorry, I mentioned them. Um, <laughs> I could talk for another hour, but I'm not gonna. Now, uh, I guess what are we? We about done here? I'm Does tired. anyone have anything else to to add to this conversation? I'm, I'm tired of talking about guys I don't like. Let's, yeah, let's, let's yeah, do the can... fun stuff next time. Yeah, I like that idea. Okay. Well, uh, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will be continuing up next time with our undervalued players. Um, I'm sure that will be an exciting conversation. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, what? Well, let's do it all again. Like in the, like, I'm going to go right now. All right, there we go. <laughs> God, God, every time. Every time. <laughs> That's going to be our new outro. It might as well be. <laughs> Night, guys. Yeah. <laughs>